my god. Hi. Welcome back to the Dog Intuitive Podcast. This is episode number three, and I'm going to dive in to what goes on in a pet card reading. Talk about process, what my meditation looks like, what comes through in readings, the animal messengers, the crystals, the cards, oh my, all the things. And then I give some examples of what has came through in readings for me and just how freaking cool it is. So enjoy. You're listening to The Dog Intuitive. I'm Amanda, a pet medium and intuitive dog trainer whose goal is to give your dog a voice. If you have ever felt confused or conflicted on information about the dog training industry, you are in the right place. As someone who lives with five dogs, I know that your dog is an individual who wants to build a relationship with you. Here, I'll break down dog behavior, training methods, and puppy raising all through the eyes of a dog because I believe once we understand where our dogs are coming from, we can help them achieve our goals. And because I live a lot of my life by the moon, astrology and cards, that's going to be sprinkled in here too. I love my family, dogs, Disney, and housewives, but not always in that order. So put on your headphones because earbuds are bad for your brain and prepare to be entertained. Trust me, your dog will thank you. So it's became apparent that some of you may be here because of the pet medium, pet mediumness of my information. And I shan't keep you waiting any longer. Okay, so I want to explain to you what it's like being a pet medium. And I want to take you through the process of what I do to connect to the animals and give them a card reading. Now, there's lots of different types of, um, you know, mediums, psychics, there are Uh, I think they're called like clairs. And so there's people who see things, know things, hear things, feel things, and they can use different types of modalities to receive that information. Uh, Sometimes, you know, it's your classic crystal ball. Sometimes we have tea leaves. Sometimes it's only tarot cards. Um, Another is strictly meditation or you know, most Reiki practitioners do get information from source, God, universe, whatever you want to call it, and to then relay to the client and customer. So my method is when I'm doing my pet communication is oracle cards. Sometimes I bust out tarot cards. Um, 99% of the time though, it is oracle. And the reason behind that is that Oracle cards are just nicer. (laughs) Um, Tarot, I will bust out tarot when I need a more specific clarification on something or tarot is really good for like yes and no questions, but majority of the time it is all Oracle. I usually only use, well, actually I've had a good reading with this new deck. And so there's about three decks that I will pick from as I'm feeling inclined, um, Again, it's all intuitive. I don't go into it with like, I'm only using this deck. If I'm getting pulled to a different deck, then that's what we're doing. I've really learned to like just trust the process of getting information popped into my head. That's the best way I can explain it. It's just there. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing. And so when a client reaches out and they want an Oracle card reading for their, we'll just use a dog because, well, they're my favorite. I have read horses and cats. Um, I would love to read like a reptile. (laughs) Like, I just want to know, like, what, what do you think? Um, And 
majority of my clients are dogs. So when a client reaches out and they want their dog to be read, I present them with a selection of questions that they pick from, and then they have the opportunity to provide their own as well. So the questions that I provide are things like a message to you from them. What do they fear? What do they love? How to help them? Uh, why are they in your life? Those sorts of questions just to kind of get the ball rolling. And then majority of clients have their own questions. Questions like, why do you run away? Or why do you eat dog poop? And usually, no joke, the happiness card comes out with that one. And dogs are so black and white sometimes. They're just like, because it makes me happy. What are you asking me that for? Like, <laughs> so, So it's funny when we ask and we think there's like some deep-seated reason and sometimes dogs are like, because it makes me happy or I don't like it. And so sometimes the other questions, the ones that um, go a bit deeper are like, what do you need to have a happier life? What can I provide you to achieve that? And these people that are asked those types of questions are actually really open and kind of now surrendering to... It's like they've exhausted everything else and now they're surrendering to be like, let's just get the dog's point of view for Christ's sake. And so that's what these readings are doing. They are providing the dog's point of view with things that with, with the situations that we're putting them in. Like we brought them into our homes and we're like, deal with it. And the dogs are like, oh my God, okay, I guess. And so the I receive the form of the information, photos of your dog the questions. And then I give about seven days. Um, sometimes it's a little bit longer if, if I have sick kids or whatever is happening on my end. But typically within that seven day window, you then receive a completed reading. And I, my process is I get all the questions written down in a journal, I cleanse my space, I light incense, I light a specific candle, I uh, look at the photo of the dog, really get connected. And so then I close my eyes and I start the meditation. Now, typically I'm holding two different types of crystals, damborite and pophilite. So I'll hold those in my hands, dip into this meditation. And so now I want to walk you through what this meditation looks like. So I'll look down and I'll see your dog standing beside me. They always have an orb of color above their head. It represents just kind of like an individual icon so that... And every, everyone is different. Like there'll be a mix of like teal and pink swirling around, or it will be like black with gold flecks, whatever, um, whatever, whatever presents itself. And so then it's like, I connect my light with theirs and we, we get, um, go up to the sky visually with our lights and connectedness, get connected to source because now I'm like, we need to start communicating. And this is kind of where I start to see the the dog or animal's personality start to come out. And it's really interesting how what the animal puts out is very unique to them that makes their human go, yes, they always do that. And even though it seems like regular stuff, you know, I'm not describing all typical dog behavior. It's like the dog is doing one thing like let's say pawing at me and and then that's that's kind of like okay and then they're like oh they always do that and some dogs are always pawing some dogs um, are always peeing (laughs) some dogs uh, jump up and 
like jump up on me and, and trying to engage with me in that form. And so all of it, whatever it is, it makes sense to their humans. Doesn't make sense to me. I'm just taking notes and going like mental notes and going, okay, so this is what we're doing. And so then what happens is we're at the top of this big staircase. It's an outdoor staircase, which is in the middle of nowhere. It's weird. The whole thing's weird. And so go down the staircase, enter into at the base of the staircase, I enter into what I call a crystal cottage. Now, this space is like your classic abandoned witch of the woods cabin. Okay, it's rickety, moss growing on it, spooky, scary, open it up, and it's equally (laughs) justice run down. I know you were probably hoping for like, oh, it's a beautiful quartz space. No, absolutely not. It is dank and dark and all the things which is fine. I'm, that doesn't scare me at all. It's like, I could sleep in this. And so the crystals, there's, it's just like a room with crystals on a desk and around and shelves and whatever. And I've actually now started just shuffling a crystal card deck to get cards that pop out. And I so I shuffle, get three crystals, cards, put them out, and I come back to them later. I don't even pay these any mind. I just put them on the table. And then... I'm back in the meditation with the dog in the crystal cottage. And now here's where it gets weirder is there's, it's almost like the door. It's sometimes a door that we walked in, but sometimes it's a different door. Either way, I open a door and it leads me into what I've named the meditation meadow. And it is kind of like an overhead canopy at first with a stone floor, kind of like Indiana Jones-ish, like there's... It's like a jungly little space, and then it opens up into this huge, uh, maintained horseshoe-shape meadow surrounded by trees that are very much like enchanted forest. And here's what's even weirder, is that there's not really a sky. Like, I'm sure if I were to look up, there would be a sky. It's like, logically, there should be a sky, but I don't... It's like, I don't see the sky and it doesn't make any sense. None of it makes sense, but it's like, it's this interesting like observation that it, somebody was asking me about it and I didn't realize there was not really a sky until I was verbalizing my process. And so there's just this huge meadow, flat mowed grass. And so the animal and I enter into this space. Now, this is where stuff starts coming up. Sometimes there's literally a uh, like a stone well, like Hello Snow White, that style, without the bucket and the whole system, just like a wishing well. And I've learned that that's like a past life well. Um, animals will go and prop their feet up and stare into this well, and their reflection has been anything from like a lion, um, a knight, a rock climber, a there was another one, Oh, like a goddess. And so whatever. They, it just, sometimes it has some big significance. Sometimes it's like, yeah, they were blank in a past life. And they just stare at the reflection and then the reflection is this different thing. Um, another one was, it was a previous dog that this lady had. So then I take that as, okay, so this dog has came back in this form. It was this past dog that you had. And so then there's always a bench and sometimes there's a swing. Uh, sometimes there's a human standing in there that I don't know who they are. And so usually I go and sit on the bench 
And it's just like a stone bench. It doesn't have a back or anything. It's just a stone bench that I actually have in my yard. And I sit on this bench and I just stare out at the meadow and I just observe the animal. And so we're talking about a dog this go around. So let's, let me paint it for you. So the dog will do things like just start sniffing the grass. And here's what else is weird is that there'll be moments where the grass is really long. And then there's moments where the grass is like a totally manicured mode space and it just changes. And I just kind of have to go along with the ride and observe all of these changes and remember them. And so the dog is doing dog things. Sometimes dogs have like dug a hole to reveal something like a book or a significant toy. Sometimes dogs will find like a pond and and then with it is like a frog. And so while I'm sitting there observing the dog, there are what I call spirit animal messengers that come through and they all have really significant meaning for the human. And so these animal messengers aren't actually for the dog or horse or cat or snake. Like, come on, somebody, I want to read a snake. And so they're not for, for them at all. It's, it's for you. And I've had giraffes, elephants, snakes, blue jays, cardinals, ravens. Did I already say rhinoceros? There's been a griffin, like there's been mythical animals, unicorn. And so these animals come through. Uh, the the animal that I'm reading, so the, the animal that we're also in the space with, the, the dog or the whatever, is totally neutral to these animals. Sometimes they're fearful. Like one time there was a dog that was a little bit hesitant when a lioness showed up. And then, or no, it was a jaguar or something. And so so they were a little bit like, holy shit. And then, and then they were like, the, the jaguar was like, no, we're good. And then they were good. And sometimes these, um, your pet and the spirit animal will like, frolic around the meadow together or it's total neutrality nobody cares and sometimes these animals are there and gone in a blip sometimes they hang out throughout the entire time that we're in this meditation meadow what always is so weird to me (laughs) is that these animals so then all these animals mean something and I have literature to refer back to of what does this animal mean in in that moment I don't know what that means I feel like the only one I can remember is butterfly and it typically means transformation and but do I remember right this moment what a rhinoceros means now and so I'm not prefabbing any of this in this meditation I have no idea what the hell's coming through or why they're coming through and so they all have a meaning, so I all always make notes. What did the turtle bring? What about this rabbit? All this sort of stuff. And so then I, once I get a good feeling of that I'm really connected to the animal, I then go, all right, we're out of here. And we exit the meditation, and I open my eyes, I put my crystals away, grab my oracle card deck, and start shuffling. Now, my method is I ask, I verbally like put out the question, like, um, can you, or what is your message for Amanda? And as I say that the card that pops out or is off kilter or whatever it is, that's the card I'm choosing. And I just flip it over. I don't really dive into it at that point. It's just kind of like I observe it and go, okay, sweet. Ask the next question. Okay. What do you fear? And whatever card pops out. So I build up this, this spread and then ask the questions that the human asked. Sometimes I have to reword them. And it's really interesting when if I ask it, like if I think it's fine and I'm asking the question as I'm shuffling and sometimes 
no cards are like it's like a perfect shuffle no cards are acting out we'll call it so then i'm like okay so i'll reword it a bit so that it's almost easier for the pet to answer or more clear and then a card pops out so how okay so an example of that would be i had a client who wanted to know are you scared of the like of the husband and so i asked that and it wasn't coming so then i reworded it to be what are your thoughts on the husband because really we're wanting to get the dog's opinion we're we're assuming they're scared or whatever or love or fear or indifferent whatever and so when we put that on it it's like they didn't really want to answer that but when it was like okay so what are your thoughts on the husband and then the card that came up was leadership so actually no they're not scared but unfortunately with oracle card decks they're not just a deck of yes and no's it's more in depth than that and so sometimes those yes and no questions do get trickier to answer because it's not um you know, it's not a definite yes and no. And so we have to kind of reword some questions so that it's an easier answer for the animal. And so then um, I have the reading done. I write all the notes, refer to the guidebook that comes with the deck if necessary. And then I look at the crystals. And because now this, this spread of Oracle cards have told a bit of a story. So it's really interesting how, let's say the, let's say I did, I just did an angel pet, a cat, and the first card was discussing like a message. And so it was relaying your family, basically sending the message of it's okay to do differently than your family. And it's not that your family's bad or anything like that, but if you're feeling like you want to kind of get out of that norm, this this cat was sharing, go do it, like it, it's okay. And, and then the very last question also was a card of giving a nod towards the family. So it the cards all tell a story of, of they all somehow tie together and it's really interesting very rarely are is each question so individual that it doesn't have to do with with another part of the reading and so the crystals that i pick that are picked from the cards are all have meaning as well and so then that gets shared in the the reading report and it also has to do with what's what's going on in the reading for instance this one card aquamarine communication, soothing, releasing anger and trust. And so somewhere in that reading, there would have been talk about that. There would have been mention of that sort of stuff. And so I always advise my clients, like, there's a reason your dog was, or cat or whatever, was drawn towards those crystals and feel free to to make it work. So you can go buy a crystal tower and put it by their bed if they don't wreck stuff. Um, you can put crystals on your dog's or animal's collars on the leash when you go for a walk, clip it on the leash so that there's this sort of, you know, metaphysical help to support your animal. And prior to doing these cards, so, you know, it's kind of easy as a listener who's not familiar to be like, oh, they're picking cards because you're shuffling them, you idiot. Yeah, no, I get it. But before doing this card method and the meditation that I would do, this crystal cottage just formed and animals were constantly drawn to picking random freaking crystals. And I wasn't putting that on them at all. It was just, this was just part of the meditation that would appear and it showed up consistently. 
So then it kind of developed into this, okay, this is what we're doing. You know, with the with the crystals, with them picking them just in the meditation, it was challenging because I don't know every crystal. Good grief. Like there would be like this blue crystal and I would have it in my head and then I'm having to go to Google and type in blue crystal with brown and gold flecks. And it's like, Jesus, like this is taking forever. And so then I'm using this crystal deck to get the same message because I can't, I can't keep wasting my time trying to find the right pink crystal that the dog absolutely could not leave alone. And so that's, that's where the crystals are coming into play. And they all have to do with the rest of the reading. Now what's even more wild is these spirit animals have to do with the cards as well. And so the spirit animals for the human, because there's lots of messages for the human in the oracle card reading. Like I know we're like, oh, it's for the dog. For sure. What does your dog fear? Sometimes it's cleaning. Sometimes it's chaos. So then that tells me like, okay, so there's there could be some kind of chaos in the home that the dog is going, woo, not a fan of that. And then the follow-up question of how do we help them and then the dog is answering, like, this is what I need in order in order for that to happen. So sometimes it's um, leadership. Sometimes it's happiness or joy. So then these the humans that's receiving this reading kind of do a little bit of self-reflection of, oh, wow, this is the, my dog's opinion on, on our state of living. And what's so cool is that these spirit animals that come through are like, compliment that like they they're also not random none of it's random like it's so weird like it all interconnects and it's the neatest thing and so when I have this whole thing now figured out and done I throw it into a pdf on canva link the video so that when you open up your email it's this breakdown of the reading the questions that we asked the video and then there's the insights and the crystal meanings the spirit animal meanings and yeah, you as the customer get the full package of what I seen in this. And the, the video of me summarizing everything, and I don't really love the word summarizing because it seems like I'm leaving stuff out. Um, no. So it's like a detailed report of, of what, like a video of what I went through step by step in the meditation, what cards came through. I've only done one quote unquote live reading and I didn't love it because there's these moments where I have to pause and reflect and and really connect and be like okay what do what are they meaning by this and so then as a viewer that's kind of boring like you're just sitting there watching me think and and start to piece this reading all together now the con to that is that there's a lot of times in a reading where it's like I have a question like it's like what 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 are they is there actually this going on in in the family like and anybody who's had a a reading with cards or anything in person there actually is a back and forth dialogue like you're not typically just sitting there silent you can you can be zero help to your medium but any any information you can give to help kind of understand or make it clearer of the messaging totally helps and so that's the one con to to this is that I don't get to like confirm or get clarification. It's just like, here's what came up. And then my clients are like, oh, yeah, well, that all checks out. And it's like so crazy. 
<laughs> so, so then what, so I also offer like what I consider to be earth pet readings. And those are the, the pets that are with us on earth living with us. And then angel pet readings. The angel pet readings have a different line of questioning. I still, you still get to have your questions. You still submit photos. The process is all the same. The meditation meadow is a bit different because it's like a little bit more heavenly. Like there's um, usually a, a big rainbow. There's clouds, um, like mist, all that sort of stuff. And the messages are like, the questions, for instance, would be like, how will your pet communicate with you from the other side? And it's probably one of my favorite questions because I did this um I gave away like one card messages from angel pets at a metaphysical fair last May and the people's response to these messengers was was wild like like a majority of people actually were like I'm just gonna go open this in my car because I'm gonna cry and I'm like yeah you do you but those who were willing to share their message they would like pull it out and be like oh my god I have a tiger tattoo I'm like that's that's crazy. Or my dog um, pulled a coyote. I mean, not the dog, like the human, <laughs> the, the dog's dead, you guys. But the, you know, she thought of her dog and picked the card that she was drawn to that was in a sealed envelope. And it turned out to be a coyote. Well, this dog had a huge history with coyotes. And she was like, that's so funny that he's going to send me coyotes. Even our dog Moira, um, an Irish wolfhound that we had, that we had to euthanize before Christmas, we had like a, in my opinion, a huge skunk problem. In the fall, my eldest daughter was feeling, you know, disconnected from Moira and sad a couple months after she passed. And she was like, can I pick an angel card for Moira? And I'm like, sure. So she goes into my stack that I had left over from this psychic fair and she pulls out a card. And what was this? What was the card that the animal that Moira is going to send us when she's around a skunk. We're like, thanks a lot, Moira. Like, <laughs> could you not? And so it's really funny how even our angel pets have a sense of humor with some things. And, you know, the angel pet readings, they're hard, but they're healing. I have to tell you that the, the animals are fine. Like every angel pet that I've ever connected with, I've had dogs, I've had one dog take me to this beach and it was like, okay, we're on it. We didn't do no meditation. We didn't do none of that shit. This dog was like, I'm going to a beach and you're coming. And so I just connected to this dog on the beach. And and it turns out like that was her yearly trip. She loved it. And so it's so interesting, like how our dogs are, or I've read uh, Angel Horse, I've read Angel Cats, and it's so interesting what they bring forward in these readings and their soul and their spirit, you know, they're, they're not ailed, they're healthy, they're happy. So if if you've listened to this whole podcast episode, which I really appreciate because looking at my time, it's almost 30 minutes long, and you are interested in a reading, I, I do this worldwide. There is no distance limit. And some people are like, whatever, we have to sit right in front of you to get a reading done. No, you don't. No, you don't. Um, it's actually not like that at all. And I, and I have proof of that because I have read, so I'm in Northern Canada. I have read for somebody in New York City. I have read for people in Mexico, Southern California, uh, Arizona, and as well as closer to my community. And so this, the distance doesn't matter. And people are so skeptical about that. I remember at this metaphysical fair I was at last May, they were kind of like, you, you could read a dog from even if we live in, and they were like two hours away. I'm like, yeah, yes, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> 
Like we don't, we don't have to, we don't have to be sitting together in order to, because that's not my process. That's not how I connect to the animals. And so I have this really unique gift that, that distance doesn't matter. And so if this is something that you are feeling called to participate in, and if you're curious about it, go to my website, www.thedogintuitive.com and click on, uh, pet readings and you can select through there the earth pet or angel pet and it takes you through a form and you select all your questions submit your information complete your payment and then I receive it on my end and then I'm able to create this really unique experience for you you guys like I just love love this I can't get over how crazy it all is but like good crazy. I don't mean that in a negative way. It's all weird. And I don't mean that in a negative way. But I just reflect on like the type of human I am and how I'm not like, you know, this this typical metaphysical practitioner. And it's okay to be like you and interested in this sort of stuff. You know, that it's not for any type of person. It's It's really meant for people who want to get a deeper connection with their current pets or they want to check in with their angel pets and and see how they're doing. Another thing that's worth noting is that, you know, we could we could contact a a childhood pet. There I think all of us have that that heart dog, that heart horse, whatever whatever animal that you are really connected to and sometimes we only experience that or have only experienced that in our childhood and we have yet to experience it in our adulthood even though we have those current animals, but there's that, sometimes there's that connection. That doesn't matter either. I can connect to those animals and, and you can check in on them as well if that's something that you're so inclined to do. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and I hope to read your pet because it's so freaking great. Before you go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you want even more content, you can find me on Instagram at The Dog Intuitive. If you have a dog loving friend, send them here to The Dog Intuitive Podcast and help spread the wisdom laced with tomfoolery. So take a moment to give your favorite pup a collar scratch. And remember, they're all good dogs. <laughs>